Get out the insurance card. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Good morning. Welcome to the Fantasy Debate with Tim and Tate brought to you from DrRose.com. Really prescription of fantasy sports. Tate, so excited to be here. This is our first. It is, and I couldn't be more excited. Somebody has written me a prescription that it's time for us to start getting a weekly dose of the fantasy debate with Sam and Tate. So it's that time of season. It's inching towards draft season. We are in the month of July. It's crazy. I mean, it's been like it felt like this summer or this offseason went like that. Oh, absolutely. And before we know it, we're going to be ready and drafting and not just drafting, but actually playing. So July just started and we're going to be talking about quarterback ADP today, who we think is going to break out, who is overpriced and who are the late round super flex quarterbacks that are among the top on our list that we are currently targeting. Let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Quarterbacks, one of my favorite positions to talk about. Let's do it. All please right, tell me. Gonna... I'll do the honors, Sam. Please. Let's kick this off with you doing the honors. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's start off with our first, which is going to be overpriced quarterbacks. Now, okay, mine maybe is a little bit just skimming right off the top, but I think that Patrick Mahomes is a little bit overpriced. What? I know. So when you're looking in Superflex leagues and I'm watching these mock drafts go, obviously, Superflex Mahomes will be going in the first five picks in most Superflex leagues. And that that's not to say that the, that's what the analysts are picking, but that's what the people are picking. That's what the people have been doing, and that's what I've been seeing. And I feel like he's overpriced. He's going to go in the first round in most super flex leagues, and you can wait, shore up your running back position, which to me is far more important, and get a quarterback in the second or third or fourth, later rounds. That's going to be it's going to end up finishing with a really good season. Is that crazy? Am I crazy? I think you're crazy. Yeah. I, in a super flex league, if you're asking me if there's a guy that I feel more confident in that will throw 45 touchdown passes for right around, especially with an expanded season, like 4,800 yards. I think that the guy that I would place my money on to hit both of those marks would be Patrick Mahomes. I know Look, I know Aaron Rodgers had a great season. Josh Allen is starting to do his thing. I know there's a lot of other great quarterbacks that have weapons that are dynamic. But this guy is the cream of the crop, Sam. I don't get it. Why are you doubting your boy, Patty Mahomes? I, maybe maybe because I'm putting so much doubt on him, fantasy owners that do end up taking him are going to have a fantastic season. Maybe that's just what I'm putting into the universe. But he finished quarterback four last year. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers finished quarterback too and you were drafting him way later that's great value i'm just trying to think figure out what quarterbacks people can draft that are going to exceed their expectations and you don't have to sacrifice that first round pick on them i understand so if, if we're talking draft strategy for super flex then that's different that's different sam but okay. so you if you want to go in that direction and you think he's overpriced okay i hear you you don't want to pay top dollar you don't want to like say hey bartender i'll take the the, the shiny bottle of Patron on the top of the shelf, like how much is it? Okay, it's my first round pick. That's Patrick Mahomes. Look, he is the life of the party though in a super flex league. Like that's the guy that I want. Yeah, I'm willing to pay top dollar for that bottle of tequila, Sam. I mean, I don't know why I keep talking I about hear it. I, like I definitely early do. in the morning over here, but I mean, it's it still gets me all juiced up just to talk about Mahomes because look, he's been nothing short of generational talent slash 
revolutionary at the quarterback position, and he's only been starting three years, and he's been to the AFC Championship all three years as a starter. I mean, his numbers speak for themselves. I mean, I Sam, I, I just I'm trying to say that in a super flex league, he is the number one overall pick on my board. So I understand that it's a hefty price to pay because you'll have to figure it out at running back, receiver, tight end, everywhere else. But for me, that's the pillar of my team. And I'd rather have no one else because can you make an honest case that you'd rather take another quarterback ahead of Patrick Mahomes? Ahead? Yes, correct. Ahead. No, there's no one I'd take ahead of him, but I, that's why I'm waiting. True. Fair. I'm, I'm waiting. I, I, those other positions have burned me too much in the past for me to wait on running back. I am not anyone anywhere near going zero RB in any league. So I would much rather have a position that's stacked that I know is going to suffer injuries in season because that's what time does to us and has told us is that the running back position, you can draft someone like Christian McCaffrey who ends up losing half a season due to injury, but because you went multiple running backs in the first couple picks, you're going to short, be short up at that position and feel a lot more confident later. And I would rather have someone that I happen to draft later. Aaron Rodgers was the guy last year that everyone drafted late and ended up winning their leagues with. I would rather have that than pay top dollar for Mahomes. And then if he has an off week, be like, damn it. Look, I, I do feel you on that. And that's fine. If you want to just steer away from pay, pay, paying like the top dollar for quarterback, you know, wait till the second round or beyond to address a quarterback position, even in the super flex league, I feel you there are, there's value to be had. Quarterback is a very, very, very deep position. We're going to talk a uh, hell of a lot more about these other quarterbacks. And speaking yeah. of which, Tell uh, me who yours is? Who's your yeah. overpriced quarterback? Is it my turn? Is it yes, my it turn? is your turn. Yeah, it's my turn. We're okay. off of this train of making fun of mine. Now we're going to make fun of yours. I, that's all. I just my turn to get made fun of. Okay, so mine is Lamar Jackson, and most people are going to raise an eyebrow because I know how dynamic he is as a as a ball carrier. I mean, back-to-back 1,000-yard rushing seasons with seven touchdowns on the ground. He's someone that we haven't seen the likes of since, like, Michael Vick. It's just he's that special as a pure runner. And I I think that it's a little overblown at times how he's he struggles as a passer. I mean, can you honestly tell me, was there anybody that you were super excited about? Maybe Mark Andrews was the only guy that we were super excited about as far as his pass catchers uh, heading into last season. And I was kind of like suspect. I was like, really? You're just going to roll with Hollywood Brown? That's it? Like, that? that's that's your plan? This is your guy? This was the plan all along? Really? Is this your king? Yeah. I mean, come <laughs> on. Like. No, you shouldn't. You should have addressed the wide receiver position last year. And it doesn't help that they made a trade. They traded an offensive tackle in the offseason. I understand what they got in return. But this team and, and you know, I tip my hat to Greg Roman, who's done an absolutely fantastic job maximizing what they can get out of Lamar Jackson as far as the stress that he puts on opposing defenses in the running game. Problem is, Sam. He's a quarterback, not a running back. And we see even all world running backs who take care of their bodies get dinged up because of the amount of wear and tear and hits. And it's not like Lamar is built like Cam Newton. Lamar's like he's ripped, he's shredded, he comes up in shape. He, you know, he takes care of his body. I get that. But come on, he's 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 kind of a thinner framed quarterback. 
And it's not like he's the Russell Wilson of sliding or anything like that when he does take off. This is very true. Um, I guess I feel like Lamar's going to end up sliding in a lot of drafts. And it's for that very reason is that I think a lot of people are going to feel that he's overpriced. And and to some extent, I can understand that. But the rushing floor you get with him compared to other quarterbacks is just – few and far between and if you are in super flex and you end up taking someone like lamar jackson as your qb1 and you get him at the end of the first or the beginning of the second and then you shore him up later with another quarterback that's going to have the volume for passing you're going to get the best of both worlds i understand where you're coming from and powers combined now hold on but wait 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 again you're in in a two qb league super flex we are talking about having to spend a pretty damn high pick on Lamar Jackson, right? And if given the choice between him or the other elite options, like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, even someone like Justin Herbert, I, can you tell me that you'd rather have Lamar Jackson than any of those guys I just named? I would rather have Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert. More than Justin Herbert, but that's it. Like yeah. you're having to pay that same price tag. He's right there. I I, I get it. I get it. But uh, I just saw his passing touchdowns go from 36 down to 26. And I understand that he had that blow up MVP season where he was doing it through the air and on the ground. And is he still capable of doing so? Yes. Do I like Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota? Yes, I do. Sammy Watkins. I mean, that's yeah. just a veteran add to me. Yeah, exactly. So I expect Lamar to still be very good. I'm just wondering how long his play style can last with him staying durable in the National Football League. Again, so far, so good. I'm just a little hesitant when I'm investing that highly in a quarterback. I'd rather have other options that aren't getting hit nearly as much as Lamar Jackson is. I get that. I do worry about his durability as well. And this offseason, if they had grabbed a different wide receiver Let's say they had signed Julio Jones. That would have been something that kind of tipped the scale for me with Lamar in terms of what I'm expecting out of him for this season. So I definitely get that. I get that. Um, But let's go from overpriced to late round quarterbacks that we love to balance out our teams. And top of my list as a late round quarterback that I am targeting in as many leagues as I can. And I actually have him in two dynasty leagues. And I'm very excited about this pick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's go. How excited were you as a dynasty and fantasy owner when you saw him go to the Washington football team? He's got so much at his fingertips. He is going to have an elite season and he's going to end up finishing. I could say top five. He's going to definitely finish within the top 10 easily in quarterbacks by the end of the season, just with the types of weapons he has at his disposal. And he's going to get to just be Fitz magic all season. This is his team. Like, let's go. Look, I, you, you're hyping me up right now. And as a guy that dressed up my dog, like Sadie magic, like threw on the shades, threw on the chain, threw on, you know, a Bucks Jersey, like, and, and, you know, took pictures of my dog. Yeah. I'm that guy. Um, look, I get it. Like, he's a great story. He's a lot of fun. I thought he outplayed Tua to a like, you know, by a wide down. margin last year. Yeah. There was a gap. And I hate saying that because I like Tua, but Tua really struggled in his rookie year, but you know, time will tell. And they had to, they had to move on because I mean, how often are, 
it was really weird. It's like they made the decision to go to Tua, and then Tua got benched in a couple occasions to bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, who came in and outplayed him, and then they'd go back to Tua to start the game for the next week. Like, yeah, no, it was ridiculous. And for 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 Fitz to have a team take him, and this is your locker room. This is mm-hmm. your team for the year. Like, he doesn't have to compete this year. He has Taylor Heineke behind him, crying Woo! out loud. Kyle Allen knows the playbook, and that's okay. But, like, I'm just very excited that this is Fitz's team for the year. And he has amazing weapons. He's got Antonio Gibson, crying out loud. Antonio Gibson could easily finish in the top five running backs this year with Fitz feeding him the ball. Look, I'm a huge Gibson guy. I'm a huge Gibson guy. I feel you. You have Terry Goran McLaurin, who's just all fire and all speed, who's just going to be going all over the field. Got Curtis Samuel. Repeat McLaurin's nickname for him. How was that? How did that go? Terry Scoran McLaurin. The touchdown scoring Terry McLaurin. Now that's, that's how the full one. Okay, my that's apologies. How I, say I didn't right read his voice. full birth name. My apologies. <laughs> but you've also just got Logan Thomas, who we saw last year just really step up the tight end game, right. and he's going to be a huge target for Fitz. And I'm just very excited for this team. Plus, you've got an amazing defense that's going to help him with the timing and the pace of the game. This is going to be Washington's year. This is going to be their year. While I hear you that he does have some nice options, they added Curtis Samuel, uh, also Adam Humphreys, which is kind of an underrated slot move, uh, in my opinion. They also drafted a really nice player out of the University of North Carolina, Diame Brown. The bad, bad Diame Brown. Sorry. But then we got Terry McLaurin, who we're going, I mean, what has McLaurin done his first two years with God knows what under center he's finished, I think as a top 20 PPR wide receiver in both seasons, like he kind of a bona fide, solid wide receiver fringe, low wide receiver one slash high end wide receiver two. I still have him like right around my top 15. Um, I think it, Ryan Fitzpatrick is fine. There are some other mouths to feed now. Um, but I'm still confident that McLaurin's going to do his thing and, and Fitzpatrick should benefit from that. So I, I hear you on that. I just, I think that you're overlooking Taylor Heineke a little bit. I, he ended up playing pretty damn well against the eventual Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that one playoff game. Like, I don't want to overlook that. They brought him back and Fitzpatrick career journeyman. I don't want to just pencil him in as the full-time year long starter. So, but to start the year, I'm more than on board with taking a late dart throw on him. Yeah, I think that. Did you have your coffee this morning? Like I did. There's something missing here because I would not put Heineke that high up, even in a radar. Like I'm sitting at one of those like rotating sushi bars, and it's something comes down the line. It's like a shoe on a plate, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Okay, that's how much notice I'm paying attention to Taylor Heineke in this offense. No, this is Fitzpatrick's locker room. This is his year. No. Get off my list. the shoe, honestly. Anyway. Um, <laughs> All right, wait. So then who's your late round guy? Who is your guy? So I want to go ahead and I, I want to go two because there's two I really like. But if I had to pick one, if I had to pick one, it's Justin Fields. I believed strongly that it was neck and neck between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields as far as a quarterback prospect coming into the NFL draft this past May. And I still believe that. And I understand that against Northwestern and other Illinois in particular, uh, or no, excuse me, Indiana, he had two games that really struggled this year. 
um, on tape where he showed some struggles, just inconsistencies as far as his being his mental processor. Um, but make no mistake, Justin Fields is, I think he's like Deshaun Watson reincarnate. Like his athletic profile gives me Deshaun Watson type of vibes. Like I love what he's going to be able to do as a runner. And not to mention, I think he's farther along than people give him credit for as a passer. And Matt Nagy with those RPO concepts, I don't think Andy Dalton is going to. Would you bet that Andy Dalton is going to be the starter by week five? No, I do not see Andy Dalton being the starter by week five. I, I honestly would be shocked he's not the starter by, by week one. I know that they've stayed steadfast and that Dalton is their starter. I think that's a load of crap because Ryan, uh, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, their jobs are on the line. And their jobs are on the line and they're hitched their wagon to Justin Fields. So you give me that quarterback that can get it done through the air, has some nice options, by the way. Allen Robinson. I also really like Darnell Mooney and David Montgomery. I think that this offense has untapped potential that you weren't able to see with Mitchell Trubisky under center and with Nick Foles under center. Justin Fields is a different animal, a different story, and he gives you that high floor for a quarterback with his rushing capabilities. So I think it's a match made in heaven, and he's a beautiful dart throw late in, late in fantasy drafts. Just beautiful. I beautiful. I said beautiful. 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 I think that beautiful. I think he has the potential to to definitely he, he's gonna win the job. I definitely think I'm not gonna say anything crazy. He's definitely gonna win the job. And by the end of the season, you're gonna have had him for at least a minimum of 10 games, probably more like 12 games on the field. Um, I think he's just I think he's a little rough around the edges. That's my only thought. I How so? I just feel like he's not as clean as trevor lawrence in in the pocket in the throw and it's confident in the pass and okay. i just maybe i think and when you're a rookie quarterback and you come in and you've got that little little bit of roughness it does take one year to like you know soften those edges and year two uh, year two justin fields i'll be more on board with than i am year one it's about draft price though and I that i get that and then that's what i'm trying to that's what I, that's what i'm pitching here is late round draft like prices and you're getting Justin Fields who is an A plus as far as what he can give you in the running game. Like day one, out of the box, you can plug that sucker into your Xbox and play. Like he's ready to go. Already bad analogy, but you get my point. I get your point. I you okay. Get my point. But I will say this, yes, while he's not as polished and consistent with his decision making, his mechanics I think that Fields is much farther along than people give him credit for between the ears uh, as far as his mental processor at playing the quarterback position at a high level. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. All right. All right. I hear you there. I, I hear know. you on that. I get it. I get it. All right. So we're going to close with our breakout candidates. I don't, know how, roll, I, I don't know how people are going to feel about mine, but I think that Matt Stafford is going to finish top five quarterback this year. What? With Sean McVay. I think he's going to finish crazy high. I think this year is going to be a resurgence and coming back to the 5,000-yard season that we saw years back. His last 5,000-yard season was in 2011. And I know that that's saying a lot, but I think he's going to get pretty dang close to that number. I think he's going to get really close. And my reason is 
Sean McVay and this crazy high powered offense that completely feeds into all of the things that Matt Stafford does best air out the ball, get it to everyone. Lots of volume. He's just, he's so good in so many different ways and facets. And you love his depth chart. You can't tell me you don't love his depth chart. He's got not only a fantastic running back in Cam Akers, who can also catch the ball, who's going to be utilized in lots of those different ways. But you've also got Robert Woods, who is going ahead of Cooper Cup this year. I think that they're still going to finish neck and neck by the end of the season. You've also got Tutu Atwell, a new the, the new rookie that everyone's like, why did they need to take him? But he's a good scheme guy and used lots of little different trick plays kind of ways. And that's exciting. Deshaun Jackson, I'm not that excited about, but he's also a good depth pick. And I know you love Tyler Higby. And I think that Higby plus Stafford is going to be a delightful QB tight end stack. Is it going to be a thing? Is it going to be a thing? It's going to be a thing. It's so tasty. It's like a lobster roll. That's like how I see this combination. It's like that juicy, amazing, sumptuous sandwich. That's how I feel this is going to be. Okay, well, seafood makes me sick, and this taste makes me sick. Top five, Stafford. What in the world? So, I'm, I'm requesting that Knox go ahead and pinch you on the arm to wake you up from dreaming because where and what world is Matthew Stafford going to finish as a top five quarterback? It's going to happen. I, I, I feel you. That's your breakout. Okay, well, let me go ahead and since this is the fantasy debate with Sam and Tate here on DrRoto.com, this – to me, with Matthew Stafford, don't get me wrong, it's a great football move. And I understand that Stafford, to me, is an upgrade on Jared Goff. Yeah. Jared Goff, with Sean McVay calling the shots, was generally a top 15 option on most weeks, right? And he'll give you those blow-up games. Stafford gives you a little bit more consistency. Efficiency. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still not sure about that offensive line. I understand on paper, yes, there are some really nice options. Cooper Cup, Bob Woods, you know, Van Jefferson even showed some flashes. Tutu Atwell, Tyler Higby, you know, my boy, love him. Shout out East Lake High School. However, there's not a true, like, number one. And it's kind of that, you know, whatever the scheme dictates on that week. And there's very few offensive minds, if any, that are better than Sean McVay as far as scheming on a week-to-week basis, I just think that this offense is going to be kind of balanced, and I just don't know if Stafford's going to be airing it out that much. That's what I'm Consistency? Like, these are all things you want. You want receivers that are all going to benefit. So this is a fantastic offense for people to draft receivers from because there's they're going to have a good floor week to week based on just how much. This is how confident I am. I'm getting casual now. I'm just so comfortable with this pick. Even what you're saying is just making me more confident in him being the top five guy. So thank you. I appreciate you make like... You're applauding my pick. Let's go ahead and move on to yours. Who's I drove home your point. You Great. did. You drove it home for me. I appreciate nice. it. Thanks. No problem. Um, you can go ahead and send me the uh, the Uber, you know, price for driving you home later. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Joe Burrow. This now this is a little bit of a hot take. You can go ahead, and many can go ahead and go. What the dude may not even be ready for the start of the season. Most reports are suggesting he is going to be good to go to start the season, and if he is good to go to start the season. I anticipate that of all the second-year quarterbacks that we're looking at, we're looking at mainly Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow as those second-year breakout candidates. Herbert's a great one. With the most obvious path to success. And he was great in his rookie season. Do I 
want to see him do it again because I was much higher on Joe Burrow than I was on Herbert coming out last year. But I don't want to get into Justin Herbert. I'm focusing on Burrow. One, he's a discounted price, right? He's probably going to go somewhere around that quarterback 11 to 18, like on draft day. Somewhere around there, depending on whatever your format is, that's where Burrow should fall. And I hate that they took Jamar Chase over Panay Sewell because you need to protect Joe Burrow, who was absolutely under siege. <laughs> but that being said, they also did draft Jamar Chase, who I think is, I do think he is one of the best wide receiver prospects to come out in the last 10 years. Um, yeah, he's very talented. And you talk about that mojo, that Austin Powers mojo that they had back at LSU. Don't roll your eyes. It's true. They absolutely ball out together. And I'm not saying that it's necessarily going to – obviously things change from college to the pros. But Jamar Chase, with that connection that he already has, you add T. Higgins, who – guess what? These rookies, they were playing on a really bad football team. There's a reason why the Cincinnati Bengals picked number one in the 2020 NFL draft. They had a lot of holes to fill. A.J. Green, don't get me wrong, I love him, but his 100-plus targets really went nowhere. Like, his in it, the lack of efficiency for A.J. Green was mind-blowing. Um, you get T. Higgins another year along. Tyler Boyd, nice Swiss Army knife that you can move all around the formation. And Jamar Chase, who's the blue chipper? The guy that, you know, he's got a fastball that you just can't cover. Um, and a team that I expect to be playing from behind quite a bit. That's a lot of throwing the football to stay in games. That's a lot of, a lot of yards, a lot of scores that should make Joe Burrow have a nice weekly floor. And then we kind of saw it against Cleveland last year that Burrow can get into a shootout and keep up with the best of them. Um, I just think that everything that I saw from Joe Burrow at LSU justified him being the number one pick. And then when you look at the flashes that he showed you with an abbreviated offseason with a bad offensive line, I still saw enough to feel great about his weapons and to feel about his outlook heading into year number two. All right. So I get it. And I'm actually high on Burrow as well. And he's someone that if I can get him in a dynasty league, I'm going to try and grab him where I can. But I don't think this is his breakout year. I think the Bengals still have so many pieces they need to make him successful. That offensive line, it was like they kept finding ways to lose games last year. Don't bring and, up the offensive line. I don't want to talk about it. I know, but we have to talk about it because the poor guy, just like you said, was under siege. I mean, this is this is going to be a good, he's going to be a good quarterback. He's going to be fantastic. He has all of the talent. He just does not have the rest of the team to support that talent. And he's going to continue to get buried. And by the time week 13 hits, kid's going to be exhausted. Kid's going to look like he's in his forties. By the time that week rolls, hey. it's going to be, it's going to be rough goings. Not saying that there's not potential. Maybe next year for him, in my opinion, would be the breakout year because they're going to need to lose so they can get a better draft pick and get some offensive linemen. So maybe then he'll finally have the full guys. He just needs more guys. He's standing mark, alone. Mark my words. If they can keep Joe Burrow out of third and longer than eight, if they can give him third and manageable where he's not having to do deep five to seven step drops to try to convert on third and long on a regular basis, this offense will be successful. 
But you have you make it to where that offensive line has to hold up for an extended amount of time to have Joe push the ball down the field. That's where we my pick could crash and burn. <laughs> but I believe that Joe. I believe in Joe Burrow. I believe in. Hey, Joe. I, I like your confidence in him. You you take that pick and you ride that into the sunset as the ship sinks. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. But thanks, guys, for tuning in for our quarterback talk. We're gonna cover wide receivers next, so be sure to tune in and follow Derek Tate at Detator Four on all forms of social. And I am at Samantha Holt on Twitter. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This is the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate. Check out all other content, seasonal and DFS tools, as well as premium access to our staff for all your fantasy questions in the members-only Discord right here at drrodo.com. Thanks, guys. Get your prescription. Until next time, later says the tater. Peace.